You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. My special guest today is New York Times and USA Today best-selling author and friend of the show, Bruce Cameron. Bruce will be here talking about his latest book and audio book, The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man. So we're going to be interested in talking to Bruce a little bit about this book, how it's uh, different than the others. Uh, there's always a, a wonderful dog in the uh, stories that Bruce puts together, so we're going to talk to him a little bit about that, of course. And while we're uh, talking about audiobooks, want to let everybody know that my book, Wagging Tales, Every Animal Has a Tell, is now available in audiobook form. Uh, you can purchase it through Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. So everybody take a look at that. It's full of uh, 32 stories of animals I've worked with, heartfelt stories, a lot of rescue animals in there as well. So that's the audiobook, Every Animal Has a Tell. And also want to let you know that uh, we're going to have a special promotion tonight, since we're talking about audiobooks here tonight. You have a chance tonight, by listening to the show, to receive a copy of my audiobook, Wagging Tales, Every Animal Has a Tell, and also the audiobook from Bruce Cameron, The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man. So it's a double play here, a great opportunity to receive copies of both of them. So listen closely to the show. Sometime during the show, I'll give you the secret question, and you'll have an opportunity to email me back at tim at petliferadio.com. That's tim at petliferadio.com. First person to give me the correct answer will get copies of both of those audiobooks. So pretty good deal. So everybody hang tight. We're going to come right back after these uh, commercial messages. We'll talk to author Bruce Cameron. You're listening to The Animal Rights Show on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and joining me now is New York Times bestselling author, Bruce Cameron. Bruce, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me. This is great. Yeah, it's always great to have you on. Congratulations on the latest book, The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man. Tell us a little bit about the book. Well, first off, I just want to assure everyone that though it's a little bit of a different book for me because it's suspenseful and some things happen, there's a murder, a bomb goes off, stuff like that. It is, nonetheless, a book with a dog on the cover, <laughs> and uh, the dog, Jake, who is uh, the best friend of the Repo Man, now Jake is he's a basset mix who doesn't like to go for a walk. Jake is uh, very much part of the story, so it's not as if I've written a book that doesn't have dogs in it. That's the first thing I want to assure people. <laughs> but picture this, this is a guy, uh, there's a repo man in northern Michigan. I used to be a repo man in northern Michigan, so I can really? identify with this guy. Wow. Yeah, now this guy was sort of a town hero in the little town of Kalkaska, which is a real place, Kalkaska, Michigan. Got a population of around 2,000 people. It's in the area around Traverse City, and it's up there around Petoskey and Charlevoix and Harbor Springs, all that area. And this repo man started out as the town hero. He was a shortlist for the Heisman. Everything was going great, and then he made a mistake. It uh, 
sent him to prison for a couple of years. So when he comes out of prison, his big football career is over, and he uh, goes to work as a repo man. Uh, and then for glamour, he's a bouncer in his sister's bar. And everything is kind of, it's, it's, life is sort of steady, if not that exciting for this guy. His name's Ruddy. And then one day, Ruddy hears a voice. He just starts hearing a voice. And of course, he knows that means he must be crazy. But this voice claims to be the, the voice of a man who was murdered. And he wants Ruddy to find the people who did it. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy, right? Except for some elements of the story start to check out for Ruddy. And he starts to get involved in actually solving the murder that, uh, of, of the guy who is, well, who's dead. So that, that, in a nutshell, is the plot of the Midnight Plan of the Repo. Very cool. Very cool. Now, the story, obviously, uh, as you highlighted, you're a smart man. You've got a dog on the cover and included a dog. So there's big kudos not only for this show, but I think we've learned through experience that having dogs involved in your books has always been a very big success. Yeah. I'm sort of a dog book guy now, right? So <laughs> I, I don't mind that either. I think, it's, I think it's fantastic being a dog book guy. And I didn't mind at all when I proposed writing this book that my publisher came back and said, well, but there's going to be a dog in it, right? And I said, of course. <laughs> naturally, naturally. So how did this story come about? Was it just an epiphany that you had or something you've been wanting to write about? Or was it sort of a blend of uh, past experiences? What made you come up with this one? You know, I, I'd always, I mean, the books that I read are all thrillers. Uh, in fact, if you read the cover of my book, you'll see I have an endorsement from one of my favorite thriller writers, Nelson DeMille, also Andrew Gross, who writes these pulse-pounding thrillers and kind of invented James Patterson by writing James Patterson's first, you know, co-written book. That is, uh, that's the kind of books that I read, and so that was the kind of books that I wanted to write. Now, A Dog's Purpose, my big book, and, and some of the other books, A Dog's Journey, the sequel, and The Dogs of Christmas, those are all pretty easygoing, lighthearted stories about dogs, usually told from the dog's perspective, even. I wanted to get into something a little more, well, adult and normal and thrilling and suspenseful. And it's hard to write a suspenseful book about a dog because the dogs don't really know what's going on. So a very complicated plot is just simply over the head of a dog. And uh, I think my dog would argue that he understands more about what's going on than I do. But anyway, so I wanted to write a book like that. and then, But I wanted a dog in it because, you know, I mean, I get why James Bond can't have a chihuahua. But I, for the most part, though, when I'm watching a movie about somebody who's supposed to be real, I keep saying, well, where, where is the dog? Where are these people in the movies? Why don't they ever have dogs? And so I thought, well, you know, when I write a novel, it might be a mystery thriller, and I get that it's a little inconvenient because whatever's going on, he's got to go home and feed his dog, but that's real life. That's right. And so that was uh, that's, that's sort of the chemistry that came together for me at the midnight plan of the repo. There you go. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, you're, you always see the sidekick, the number one best friend, the, the, the one that can keep the secret the best is always, uh, always a dog. Yeah, dogs really do a great job of keeping a secret unless it's where where they hid something of yours, and then they'll go right to it. Even if they just can't help themselves. You know, <laughs> or if, they, if they took the soup bone off the counter and you're like, where's the bone? You go, do you ask your dog where the bone is? Your dog will run right over to where the bone is. <laughs> That's I don't right. know where the bone is. I don't oh, know where look, I, I don't see any bones. <laughs> Ta-da! There's the bone. <laughs> exactly right. Well, then, talk to me about writing and being an author in general, because you've had this, you know, like you said, a fantastic run of, uh, you know, A Dog's Purpose and the other books that tell the story from the dog's perspective. Then how do you go to your your publishing house and say, hey, look, I want to 
like throw a whole new twist into this. Was it an easy yeah. thing to do, or were they totally open to it, or were they like, mm, I don't know, Bruce, we need some more dog stuff in here? No, it was impossible. I mean, I didn't do it that way, Tim. And the reason you put your finger on it, I could not have sent them a proposal and said, I want to write a, a book about a repo man who lives in northern Michigan and, and uh, starts hearing a voice in his head and can't figure out what's happening to him and starts to just get the voice to shut up. He starts to investigate a murder and, and then he realizes the murder was committed and he starts looking for the killers. I, if I had pitched that, they would have said, well, no. So I had to write the book. I wrote the whole book and just sent it to them. Wow. And uh, yeah, because I knew when they read it that that would change things for them. And it did. I sent it to them and they really, really, they got caught up in it. They got very excited about it, in fact, because it, it means that, you know, I'm sort of expanding my brand a little bit. People can read my books and say, oh, a Bruce Cameron book is funny and suspenseful and has a dog in it. And that's going to be the flavor of, of all my books. There you go. <laughs> I can see your eulogy now, your headstone. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. the three bases well, covered. Well, let's just hope that a while before we have to come up with a eulogy, but but thanks no. for volunteering to <laughs> provide the wording when the, when the time comes. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> now, I, I was thinking back on this when you started writing this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you go back to Michigan, spend some time there, and do some yeah. retrospect in writing the book? Yeah, I'm from that part of the country. I'm from northern Michigan. My mom lives up there. When I started writing that, my dad was also alive, and, and they spend their time between Traverse City and a small island in Lake Charlevoix in the Charlevoix-East Jordan area that no one's ever heard of. They have two homes, and they split their time between those two places. So it was really easy for me. I have a home base when I go up there. And, uh, yeah, it was really fun for me, too. That is where I, when I was a repo man, that is where I worked. I worked in that area. So I know these people from underneath their cars. I know what I'm talking about when I say creeping up a driveway and trying to get a car to start because that was how I made my living for a while in that very area. I know the weather. I know the people. I know the situation. So they say right when you know, I wrote Midnight Plan of the Repo Man because that's the life that I know. Now, how did, uh, so I have, we have to ask, I'm looking back on this, obviously we've all had odd jobs in our lives, uh, things that are probably far departures from uh, from what we're doing today. And this, I would say, is a little bit of far departure. How did you go from repo man to uh, screenwriter, best-selling author, all the wonderful things you're doing today? Well, it wasn't a single step. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of different jobs in an effort to support what was basically my writing addiction had all the aspects of an addiction because I would do it at the sacrifice of time off, of vacations, of evenings and mornings for many, many years, Tim. And I worked for General Motors for a long time, and then I worked for other software companies. So my, my history is one of a guy who just wouldn't give up on this writing thing. I just kept doing that. And uh, finally, it was the book, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, mm -hmm. which became a TV show. That was my first published book, and that really put me on the map. So people always ask me, well, tell me about your, your overnight success with Eight Simple Rules. And I say, well, it was a 23-year overnight success. <laughs> 
Exactly. It never seems to be. I mean, I hear the stories of people there. You know, they, they're. I don't know if they're still found in drugstores in Hollywood anymore in the corner drugstore. You know, the agent finds them. You know, but you hear right. those stories of overnight sensations. But I would hazard to guess that probably ninety nine point five percent of the people I talked to that are in the writers and in the industry, etc. Yeah, they had that twenty year plan that they didn't plan on, but it took them twenty plus years to get to where they are today. That's um, what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a nice first book to get out the door, wasn't it? That was a really fun experience. It totally went crazy on me. You know, I had this little book, and uh, it just really changed things for me. It was a very similar path with A Dog's Purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. A Dog's Purpose had a tiny little print run uh, that sold out immediately. It went on the New York Times bestseller list the first week it was out. Nobody expected that. They didn't really advertise it or have a, a promotional budget. I didn't really go on book tour or any of that stuff that you do when you're trying to make a book a bestseller. It just happened. And people just loved it. And so that is the story of a dog's purpose. And that is what changed it. You know, I, I went from being Bruce Cameron, the guy that wrote the humor books, to being Bruce Cameron, the guy that wrote a dog's purpose, the guy that wrote dog books, the guy that has written the Midnight Plan of the Republic. There you go. Nice journey. Well, writing this particular book, Bruce, uh, did you find it to be easier to get on track with this one? Is it, did it something when you sat down and it just started rolling? Or were there uh, some unique challenges when putting this together? Well, it's always a challenge, Tim. It's never, it's never what I would call easy, but I would say that this has become my, my job now. In many ways, it's the only job I have. So it's so much better than when I had to try to make a living repossessing cars and then uh, in, my, in my spare time try to figure out a way to write a book. This is so much easier. When I sit down to write a book, I have a good sense of how long it's going to take and where it's going to go and where I'm going to be while I'm writing it. That was all stuff I couldn't predict for the first several failed novels that I tried. Oh, yeah. In in many ways, it does flow much easier. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, We'll come back and continue our conversation with author Bruce Cameron. Talk to him a little bit more about his book, The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man. So everybody hang tight. You're listening to The Animal Rights Show on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics on canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters, too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights Show on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and we're here talking to author Bruce Cameron about his latest book, The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man. Now, Bruce, while writing this book, or even afterwards, going back to reflecting on it in its early days, is there something you've learned from the book? Is there something you've learned most from writing the book or something that you hadn't expected after you it was all said and done? Well, you know, I think that when I first wrote The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man, I wrote it with an eye toward, this is a guy who already has a dog. The reaction I wasn't expecting was when my publisher's first response was, well, how did he come to get the dog? Because for me, someone having a dog is like someone having, having well, it's like someone having a spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I suppose you are interested in how they came together, but it's not necessarily the first question you ask. Like, how, how the heck did somebody like you get married? Right. So, but I, but I did the. I, so I wrote a. Um, I wrote a, an ebook, a ninety-nine cent ebook called "The Midnight Dog of the Repo Man" that tells the story of how uh, Ruddy, the main character of the Midnight Plan of the Repo Man, came to get Jake, his fastest dog, because it turns out that Ruddy rescued Jake on the spot when he found Jake in the trunk of a car that he. Uh, Ruddy was repossessed, and, and Jake was in the trunk. And normally when you repossess a car, you're supposed to return all the personal property you find in the car to the owner. Uh, in this case, Ruddy decides that anybody who puts his dog in a trunk does not deserve to keep the dog, so he decides that he's not going to return to Jake to read the, the midnight dog of the repo That story is out there. It's on Kindle and all the ebook formats for 99 Very and then cool. when I... Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's amazing. I was uh, unaware of that. Now, did these release at the same time? So you have the ebook version of uh, sort of the introduction, or did it come out before the uh, the actual book did? Yeah, the ebook came out about a month before. It was sort of a it was a response to my publisher's request for more information on this relationship, and I realized I didn't want to let it wait until the, the next book in the series comes out. I wanted to make sure that the people who read The Midnight Plan or The Repo Man, whether they read this little 99-cent thing before or afterward, I wanted to make sure they had access to that information if they wanted it. So uh, it came out about a month before, and it's still out there. And you know how ebook goes. It's going to be out there forever. So as the rest of the books in the series unfold, anybody who says to themselves, oh, I want to know how Ruddy methods are, they can look it up and they can find it. Ah, there you go. That's pretty smart. Now, I'm always fascinated, obviously, uh, working with uh, agents and working with editors and publishing houses, et cetera. They're different takes on things. Was this something that when they wanted to know more about the dog, did you come up with the idea of putting together the ebook and putting it out there instead of trying to rework the book? Or was it their idea, or how did that all come about? Yeah, it would not have fit in the book. The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man is a pretty tightly structured story. Mm-hmm. And to take a sidetrack and flashback and try to stick that in there just would not have had it would have been like sewing an extra finger into a glove. It wouldn't have really made any sense. So in chatting with them, it was it was pretty clear that the only solution was to come up with a short story. And then it was just so easy to say, well, yeah, but it's because of the world we live in now, we can publish The Midnight Dog of the Repo Man as a short story via ebook right away. We don't have to wait for anybody's permission on it. And then when that is out there, we can turn around and put The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man out. You know, that book has been ready for a year. It takes a year for the publisher to get to the point where they're ready to release the book. 
But it took 60 days, Tim. That's all it took for Midnight Dog and the Repo Man to be out there. So and I'm getting good uh, feedback. People people are really enjoying, uh, they actually are enjoying both books, which I find uh, really gratifying. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's fascinating. Big kudos for you on that because it's a, it's a nice way to answer a question before they read your book. You know, you don't want them to read it and then say, well, what about the dog? Where do you meet the dog? You know, they worry more about that than actually the content of the book. Plus, it's a nice teaser for the upcoming book. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, you let it slip in there. You said the word series. Now, is there already planned yeah. to be a series of Repo Man? I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah, already. you're you're breaking the story nationally. Yeah, there's going to be a series. Uh, this is not the first book. There will be a sequel, and then we'll just see what happens. If people want to keep reading about Reddy, I am happy to keep writing about him. He's an interesting character. He lives in a funny, weird little town. You know, these people get cabin fever in the winter because there's not a lot of economic activity. There's not much you can do when the wind is howling out there. And, uh, you know, they basically they go to the bar and drink. They fight. They argue. They, they love. They break up. They have the typical human drama, but it's all against this backdrop of a tiny town where there's just not much escape. And uh, and then the characters that inhabit this bar that his sister owns, Ruddy's sister owns the Black Bear Bar and Grill in Calcaska. And the, the characters that hang out there, they're pretty, they're pretty, they're pretty funny. And so that the things that they get involved in, the little side trips that Ruddy has to take to try to make everything fit and work and, and fit together, that's all part of the fun for Ruddy McCann, the main character in that midnight plan of the repo. Very good. Oh, I tell you, you know, if I was your uh, agent or publicist, I'd, I'd make it real easy on you, Bruce. I'd just say uh, every six months you put out a book. One will be the dog's something, the dog's purpose, whatever it may be. And you keep that going. Then the next one will be the repo man. You just you just keep them coming out every six months. So let me get this straight, Tim. Your idea of making it easy on me is having me write a book every six months. <laughs> well, you know, we know the entourage that you have, Bruce, and uh, you can just uh, you know, hand write it out, and they can they can put it all together for you. I can see it now. Oh, sure. The books write themselves, don't they? They just write themselves. They write themselves, not a problem at all. And of course, you know, then the screenwriting and all that, that's just that's just side stuff. That's just fluff, right? That's a yeah. That's, yeah. that's a little side little side trip. Exactly. All right. Well, Bruce, when everybody picks up a copy of the book, The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man, and they, they read through it and obviously pick up the ebook as well, uh, The Midnight Dog of the Repo Man, what would you like them to walk away with after they read it all? You know, I think it's a real shame when books end and it's a real downer. I think that books should, in the end, leave you feeling kind of good. I think you should be interested and intrigued and excited and thrilled. And then in the very end, you should be left with a good feeling. And so I want anybody who reads any of my books, whether it's A Dog's Purpose, A Dog's Journey, or The the Dogs of Christmas, which is a book about puppies at Christmas. I want them to walk away from that experience feeling better than they felt when they started because they've read a fun, interesting, happy book. And that's what I write. I don't write. If you're really into dreadful downer books where everybody dies and this, I just, that's not me. So that's the moral of the Bruce Cameron story. You read The Midnight Planet of the Repo Man, you're going to hopefully feel happy at the end. That's right. Good job. I like that too. And, and apologies once again for trying to kill you off and write your eulogy a little bit earlier in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was a downer for me. That was that made me sad. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I want you back for many, many more shows, Bruce. So uh, we're we're okay with that. <laughs> uh, well, Bruce, where can uh, people find out more about the book and about your uh, tours and activities, everything that's going on in your wonderful world? Well, that's a 
great question. We have this huge community of dog lovers on Facebook, the Facebook fan page for A Dog's Purpose. You just type in the words A Dog's Purpose and you go there and hang out. There's over 325,000 people who make contributions and comments. If you want to just get information and not interact, you can go to adogspurpose.com or brucecameron.com, wbrucecameron.com. All of those will lead you to get information about what I'm doing and what's going on in my world. But like, like I said, I like to interact. So I like that Facebook thing. Or you can always send me an email by finding my uh, dogspurpose.com or brucecameron.com and then send me an email. And I will write you back because I believe in this two-way street between my readers and and me. Absolutely, and I appreciate that. And Bruce has always been kind to me and answered my silly questions and entertained my silliness, so I, I do appreciate that too, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It. Well, Bruce, good luck with the rest of the book tour, and big kudos on the book. Again, everybody go out and uh, pick up a copy of The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man. You're going to definitely thoroughly enjoy that, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, the next book. Get cracking at it. You got six months, and I'll have you back on the show. I got six months. I got to get, <laughs> get on it. I got to get on it. All right, Bruce. Thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. All right. I will come on anytime you want me to. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, we're uh, coming to the end of the show today. I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to the Animal Rights Show on Pet Life Radio. I'd also like to thank our sponsors and producers for making the show possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests I've interviewed on the Animal Rights Show, you can go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Animal Rights, download the episodes, listen to all the wonderful episodes, and while you're there, check out all the other wonderful um, hosts that we have on Pet Life Radio and all the other wonderful shows that we have as well. It's PetLifeRadio.com. If you have any questions or comments or ideas for me about the show or for the show, you can email me. You can email me at tim at petliferadio.com. I'll be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the people you want to hear from most onto the show. And we've got the special question of the day. Here's your opportunity to win a copy of my audiobook, Wagging Tells Every Animal Has a Tell, as well as Bruce Cameron's latest, The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man. And here's the question. Who is the best friend of the Repo Man? Who's the best friend of the Repo Man? Give me the name. Just a reminder, it's a dog. So everybody email me that. The first person to email me the correct answer at tim at petliferadio.com. We'll get a copy of both of those uh, those books. So everybody, uh, that's going to be exciting. So I'll be looking for your emails. So until next time, uh, make sure you write a great story about the animals in your life. You share it in a blog, an article, or in a book. And who knows? You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.